0: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever podcast episode. As well as the first installment of hopefully many seasonal double feature releases under the Yugeko Collective, and that's the newest creative endeavor under Gecko, which is the Queer and or Women's Anime Association here at UC Berkeley. So Drop One's concept is fittingly titled Debut Anything Goes, so we wanted our creators and artists to really have as much freedom to share their work, their passions, and stories with the world and showcase the diversity of our ambitions. So I'm Nicole, and I'm your host for today, as well as the creative director of this project, and before I formally introduce you all to our special guest feature for this release, I'd like to give you more insight into what this project is all about. So Gecko as a whole, we aim to redefine what it means to be an anime publication by utilizing a modernist, human-centric approach, as well as aligning with the main goal of identity-based inclusion that our parent organization, Gecko was founded upon. So the title itself is a portmanteau of the club name and the Japanese aesthetic concept of yugen, and that meaning varies depending on the context, but we chose to embrace the meaning of embracing beauty in what is seen, but also more importantly in what is unseen, but both actually occupy the same plane according to this philosophy and we should celebrate it as such. And I know this is a very, very meta concept, but in practice or in other words, we wanna think about it as While we still do welcome analytical content, since that's everywhere in like every anime publication that you will find, we specifically want to craft the unique blend of an individual's personal story and the content that they both produce and partake in, rather than the typical completely objective approach. And we want to invite all types of creators, from writers, illustrators, musicians, cosplayers, and fashion enthusiasts, and more to just think outside of the box and really visualize what the impact that this particular medium has had on them. And some of the questions or the guiding questions that we have, we'd like to hear what has this community inspired you to do? What are the possibilities that you've discovered within anime? And how do you live within and outside of the art that you create? I guess if you could categorize us into genres in terms of a publication, whether that's based on content or atmosphere, I'd say it would be a mix between anime, art, and lifestyle, and with that being said, I'd first like to extend a special thank you to our little virtual audience that's here with us tonight. And finally, after that little wait, is finally over, I have the wonderful honor of introducing Fox Ross. Um, She's a professional cosplayer, graphic designer, and overall geek, tuning in live with us from Manila, Philippines. And as a veteran cosplayer, she's been at it for over a decade and has blessed the world with numerous stunning looks from DC Comics, Marvel, anime, and video games. And as a true well-rounded artist, she always challenges herself to improve her craft, whether it's sewing, wig styling, prop making, or more. And I'm super proud and excited to do this in particular because I'm also Filipino myself and I've been personally looking for more ways to reconnect with that heritage. So I, for one, I'm very interested to learn how they approach some of my favorite hobbies over there. And before we get into all the nitty gritty details, um, Fox, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Hello, that was an awesome intro. I'm so (laughs) flattered. Thank you. Uh, That's
1: pretty much everything I would have wanted to say. And if you guys want to check out my work, you can check me out on Instagram or Facebook. It's at FoxRots underscore on Instagram and just FoxRots on Facebook. So if you guys want to see my different cosplays, you can head on over there.
0: But thank you for the intro. Yeah, of course. And yeah, before we really get into like those deep, juicy questions, I was thinking that we should play a fun little game, just like break the ice and kind of know stuff that is kind of lighthearted and, you know, see what is up. So okay. I call this rapid fire rounds. So I know you said that rapid fire is a little bit scary. Um, honestly, me too. But I was thinking... I have a set of 14 questions here, and you can guess a number, or if you want to be brave, you can either guess a color or odd or even, and I'll give you kind of an interesting personalized question, and you have to answer it either like a short tweet, which is like a few words or less than 140 characters. Some of them are actual questions, others are just, you know, this or that, and are you ready to try your luck? Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay. So would you rather pick a number? Do you want to, let's start easy. Why don't you pick a number first? Okay, two. Two. Oh my gosh, this question. It's not bad, I promise. Okay, this is just something like me and my friends came up with this, but I saw that you cosplay and you play a lot of League of Legends and Wild Rift. So I've been meaning to ask, because I just got into the game like a week ago. Oh no. Who is the most attractive League of Legends champion and bonus is top five?
1: (laughs) okay this is easy i've had this in my head i've been waiting my life oh. to answer this question okay so most attractive is set i don't know there's something about that shirtlessness and the and the and the ears that get me i don't know i'm kind of a <laughs> kind of there and then kane is also pretty hot i don't know if he's in wild Rift, but i i like kane um ari <laughs> definitely ari um akali Is super hot. I feel like she's very female gaze. And oh no, I can't think of the last one. I don't know, Twisted Fate kind of gets me a bit. So yeah.
0: Yeah, all solid choices. (laughs) This is always like a debate I always have personally. But set, set like number one. That's your number one. Yeah, yeah. Was he always your number one? (laughs) He was always my number one. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh are You're valid, you're valid. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how it's going to go. But that was kind of, like, that's not the juiciest question, but it is up there. Okay. Do I pick another number? You can pick what a mean? number or a color. Okay, I'm going to say the pink. color, I can I choose for there. you. So that's what okay. makes it scary. Okay, pink. I'm going to say pink. Pink. I'll be brave. That's funny, because that one was pink, too. Um, let me choose. Okay, so in this is kind of, like, a scenario. And if it hasn't happened, like, that's great. Like, honestly, I was just like, curious, like, as a cosplayer who goes to cons a lot, what would be your most innovative on-the-spot wardrobe malfunction fix? If it's happened. If not, we can do the other pink question.
1: Um, I think so. You can't exactly, I mean, you can bring a glue gun to a convention, but you're not assured that you're gonna find a socket. <laughs> so what my friends and I used to do is we used to bring glue sticks in our bags and a lighter and we would just burn the glue stick until it would melt and then attach whatever piece was falling off. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's like so hard for Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was probably the most innovative thing
0: we've ever done. Did it ever, like, end badly? Like, no, it worked like a charm. I would, <laughs> I would recommend it. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm actually, like, a little bit afraid of fire, so I don't know how brave I would be to do that. <laughs> yeah we're, we're probably gonna do like five to seven of these unless you want to do like all, right. all of them but no, i think it'll, it'll be more fun if we pick some and then you can reveal we can reveal the other ones and so then if you choose to answer those
1: all right that sounds yeah cool.
0: um uh, number three what do you what what do you want to do number color or even or odd 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 okay That's one three five character that you have beef with a like if you could that- like if you could fight any fictional character, who would it be? If I could fight? Yeah, like, if, yeah, I feel like hate a character, and you're like, oh, if I saw you on the street, it's over.
1: What's his name again? Mineta? Mineta? Oh, from My Hero! Yeah, from My Hero, I hate that guy. Like, I, (laughs) like, he ruins my day.
0: Like, (laughs) literally. ruined it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, every time they, they put, like, a comical relief moment of Mineta, it's, like, it's like I want to skip this episode. I would fight him and it would feel so satisfying.
0: Yeah.
1: I think a also lot he's of one of the he's one of the few characters that I'm probably taller than. So <laughs> that also helps.
0: <laughs> you have an advantage already. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 3, right? Okay, number 4. Uh, 12 12. Oh, this also this one's cute. Um something about Filipino culture that you would like to share with the world.
1: I think it's very interesting. This is my favorite thing about Filipino culture is that it revolves around food a lot. Like eating is a very social aspect. And there's this whole thing where we automatically share food. I've noticed that that like a lot of my foreigner friends don't really do that. Like if we go to a restaurant, it's immediately like, oh, do you want to split this with me? Do you want to try this? You have to try this. You have to. And we're just sharing our food and everything. I noticed with uh, my sister's boyfriend who's American, he's like, he, he finds out weird. He's like, oh, if you want, if you want to try my food, you can order it next time. And I'm like, huh, why don't you just give me a bite? Like, so I love, I love that we have this sense of uh, unity when it comes to food. It really brings people together. When you go to a different country and you meet like a Kabayan or someone that's also from the Philippines um one of the first things to always do is like eat together like I'll cook for you I'll, I'll bring you out so it, it's very very social food related which is why a lot of us are also kind of fat
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my but God. it's fine <laughs> yeah honestly we like totally broke the rules on these. so like started like telling like little story time so honestly I'm down oh sorry no asking. no don't don't, don't apologize up. it's fine yeah I feel like that like really professes that close sense of community that's, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, right. is this number five or six? I am not keeping track. Yeah, okay. let's just call I'm it i I'm gonna five. say red. Red. Oh, we do have red. Okay. How do you feel confident when you get into cosplay? How do I feel confident? Yeah, like you know, sometimes you do. Do you just wake up and you're like, oh, I need to have a shoot, but you're like, I don't know if I feel up for it. Like, how do you how do you get into the like the zone? music, music okay. helps a lot with the, with the,
1: with the shoot, especially. I love having music with a certain mood on and it really helps you get into the mood and feel pretty hot.
0: Yeah. So, that's funny. That's that's okay. This one's side question, but I have mm-hmm. to ask what songs are on your get ready with me playlist.
1: <laughs> so, uh, there's a song that we used to listen to. I actually don't even know the title of the song, but it goes like, like my friend always used to play it when we were getting ready and it's um, I Eat Boys Like You for Breakfast. I don't know if that's the name of the song, but it goes like, I eat boys like you for breakfast. And it's like, it's like, it's like a hype. It's really hype and rockish mm-hmm. and like wild girl sort of vibe. So I love that song. And also Factory Girl by The Pretty Reckless.
0: Oh, The Pretty Reckless. Yeah. I love The Pretty Reckless. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so you love, like, pop punk, like, female pop punk. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's awesome. Let's do two more, and then maybe we all can right. reveal the rest of the questions that you did. All right, all right. Um, I'm going to pick green. Green. Okay, Second if you, moment. yeah, if you could pick any small animal to expand into human size, what would it be? People are going to hate me for this answer, but a rat. I no way rats. you have to I validate love... this now i don't care how long it takes like you need to defend this
1: choice <laughs> i love rats okay rats are just like tiny dogs you can keep in your pocket they're really smart True. they're really intelligent and like they're friendly they're social i i really want a pet rat but like i live with my family and they absolutely do not want me to have a rat so as soon as i move out i'm getting myself a pet rat and it would be so great to have a giant rat because then you could hug it. Yeah. And it would be
0: fluffy. Oh and it's God. like having a giant dog. <laughs> so, like, the rat would be, like, as big as you. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. No, I mean, right, like you a get you. a hug. And
1: they have hands. So they could, like, pick up things and hold <laughs> things cook. for you.
0: <laughs> they could cook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I love that. And last one for your mystery question. Okay. Is this the um do i pick do i still pick okay
1: what's uh i'm gonna pick 13 lucky
0: number 13 13 something that your favorite character does that would improve your quality of life for example if you have like if your favorite character like teleports you would like would you want that
1: i can't think of a um, i feel like okay i got one Cora, (laughs) like Cora's bending and fighting, I feel like that would really improve my quality of life. If I could one, fight, two, have Cora's hot muscles, and three, bend anything, bend the four elements, that would be, that would, that would, I would have the perfect life, I think.
0: Yeah. You know, I actually like love how muscular women are like celebrated in you know like anime recently yeah like, yeah especially yeah. comic books i feel like it's more prominent here in you know like western comics but anime is picking it up and if you know to look in yeah. the right place like you can i feel like that's just i don't know that improves my quality of life yeah yeah that improves my quality of life as well muscular women yeah <laughs> but yeah do you want to know the rest of the questions that we yeah, have Yeah, sure. okay number one was the best part about being filipino number three was if you could be any non-human or mythical creature what would it be oh yeah, you can stop me at any time if you like feel super All passionate right. about any question oh, yeah. keep going I keep going keep you. going um character or series that you would never cosplay um craziest convention story ever
1: mm-hmm.
0: website or publication or content creator that you would love to collab with
1: hmm I don't um, know. That's hard.
0: It's a
1: hard Yeah. One. I feel like oh. I wanna answer that one, but then I can't think of one.
0: Okay. Oh, this one's this one's special because I follow you, I follow you on like Instagram and Twitter, and I saw that you really like Halsey and I loved her. I actually went to her concert back in 2017. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Um so I was gonna ask, what's your favorite Halsey era? Like her favorite album, favorite single? I don't know if I'm gonna be basic
1: about this, but badlands and manic are my favorite oh my gosh
0: badlands i miss badlands yeah so much. yeah
1: <laughs> badlands is what got me into halsey halsey and then when manic came out i fell in love with it like mm-hmm. i would listen to it every day <laughs> on my way to work and it really it really spoke to me i think yeah same. i feel like
0: she has like really great songwriting talent yeah for me it was badlands in room 93 like her very very first mm-hmm, ep mm-hmm. Yeah, number, I think number 14 was the last one that we didn't go over, but it was basically worst gamer rage moment.
1: Oh, see, I don't have gamer rage moments because I'm actually quite bad at video games. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think the closest I ever got was playing Drunk Souls, which was every time you die in Dark Souls, you have to mm-hmm. take shot. And I played that with my friends and I got so mad, I cried like no. like because i was also very drunk oh. and i died so many times yeah. and afterwards i just i i almost threw the controller and my friend grabbed it from me and i just started bawling and i was really going like why am i so bad and so yeah I don't were you gonna throw I'm
0: it at the scared. wall or throw it at a person i was gonna throw it at the floor <laughs> okay okay contained rage contained rage yeah but yeah that's all we have for our little game are all you right, ready to fun. get into like you know like Did insightful some... soul searching oh, questions soul searching you want to take a break first no doing... i'm good i'll just take
1: okay. a little water all
0: right yeah. then i'm ready okay i have some but we can me. totally like keep it going you know i love to make it like a lot very conversational doesn't have to be like back and forth so all right yeah that's how it'll be I think we should start from the very beginning. Um, did you grow up with a lot of exposure to anime, video games, and comics? I did, actually. Um,
1: I grew up kind of I was very boyish as a child um very very boyish I hated Mm -hmm. like I I was kind of one of those little girls that was like I hate girly things (laughs) I hate the color pink blah 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 and then so I, I was really into things like zoids and and pokemon and and so I watched a lot of anime and I watched like specifically shonen anime I never even watched like like a lot of the other girly animes that people grew up with, except for Princess Tutu, because that was really good. But, but other than that, like, I sucked to like the shonens. And so I was a huge geek all the way up, like, I guess all my life. And it was only when I got a lot older that I kind of stopped watching anime. Not stopped, but lessened it a lot. Like, it wasn't my main media anymore. But yeah, and comic books were a love of mine that I found when I was 12. So, like, I, I always say that I felt like cosplaying was kind of an inevitability with all, the, with all the interests that I had growing up.
0: Yeah, totally. I feel like people sometimes start cosplaying, like, without even knowing that it's cosplaying. They're like, oh, I'm going to dress up for Halloween. And they're like, oh, this is yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. yeah, I
1: was a huge, I was a huge, like, like halloween theater kid type of thing so i went all out on costumes for movie premieres and halloween and and costume parties and all these things so yeah cosplay was bound to happen
0: Mm -hmm. i'm actually curious um about what you mentioned you know it's like very in tune about what we talk about in our club but you said that you rejected a lot of femininity growing up was there ever a point where you felt like you finally like reconciled with it or is that still a process every day
1: no I think I have reconciled with it I'm like I'm very in touch with my femininity now um I think I was maybe around 15 14 when I was like you know girl stuff isn't bad like 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 the only reason I think what happened was I watched this YouTube essay that talked about like why people it was by Lindsay Ellis and it was like why people hate um Twilight and it talked a lot about like how people just hate young girls and people hate the things that girls like So it's easy to hate on these things. And I was like, oh my God, that was me. Like I was such a hater for all these things. And it kind of opened my eyes to, to, I like, hey, being a girl is super cool. And, and I personally love it. And I didn't need to be one of the boys in order to be cool and quirky or anything like that. Like I could just be me and that could be a little bit of both feminine and masculine traits.
0: Honestly, so that that's so touching. Yeah, because that's, like, honestly, a struggle that I personally go through. Like, it, it's definitely still a process for me. But, yeah, like, understanding that it's the way things are framed and it's not necessarily, exactly. like, your fault, you know. It, and I it feel goes like there's,
1: there's so much pressure to have to choose a side when I feel like every single person in the world is kind of gender fluid. <laughs> and, like, like, I feel like, like, who – Who, like, honestly, really, 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 like, feels the gender that they were born with? I feel like, I feel like it's a very, it's a spectrum that people will fall on. And that's okay. And, like, you know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a going against, like, the grade, the man.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, to be able to just be both or be any or to Mm -hmm. choose a side or something.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that we're in a point right now in time where it's, it's less about like what's imposed on us and more about like, you know, like your choice holds power and
1: it, exactly. it, it
0: takes a lot of courage to, to make, to, you know, take that leap of faith, but. I agree. I, speaking of gender and like gender norms and gender roles, I see that you often choose to cosplay strong women in media. And if I may say the femme fatale type, and how do you decide who to cosplay, and does this choice ever have anything to do with you as an individual? Like, is it somebody you relate to already, somebody you aspire to be, somebody where you're just, like, you look at them and you're like, you know what, I like your makeup, let's do this. Like, how, how close does that connection have to be?
1: That's actually, like, all of the above. I feel like there are three, three ways that I pick a cosplay. And it's, one, I see myself so much as that character, like Cora or Catra um or Sombra or two I already kind of look like the character so I'm like hmm ah this will be fun this will be easy so that's like Sombra um I kind of just already knew that I could do it and then three I like a challenge so so like like Mina Ashido for example I saw her and I didn't really see myself as her but I loved how she looked and I loved her character design and I was like I want to challenge myself to do that But more often than not, it's actually the first one. Like, it's usually characters that I really like or see myself as or want to be more like. Like, like definitely, that's a big factor in my choosing. Because I feel like I'm not going to be able to put as much, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Passion into a cosplay if I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm
0: yeah like you cosplay such a wide diversity of characters like you said there's like really challenging characters and there's some where you're like okay like this is up my alley already do you let, let me let me think about how to phrase this like did you ever have to find your style in terms of cosplay like I feel like every cosplayer has their signature you know like some people are very into like their crafting or some people like you look at their makeup and it's kind of like standard they have it kind of like that look going on like all throughout every character like what would you say is your defining cosplay trait and like how long did it take you to find that how did you end up finding that or it's just like whatever let's do it
1: I actually hope that I don't have a defining trait like I want I feel like the closest is like the smirk like i do the side smile a lot but but other than that like i feel like i wouldn't want a defining trait because i want each cosplay to be different i want to be able to transform into the character as best as i can and therefore i wouldn't want something that's similar unless the characters are already similar you know what i mean yeah so i guess it's
0: like originality and like experimentation is basically like your thing
1: yeah exactly i try to do it different every time because it's a different character every time mm-hmm. so yeah
0: and whenever you shoot is it also like different depending on like the character and, like what's you know what you're feeling is that day i guess take us through a day of the life in the studio maybe like how does your character make it from your source material to being lived out by you in the real world
1: oh so to be honest it's a lot of impulse decision making. <laughs> a lot of times I'll see a character again, through a piece of media and I'll just gonna be like, I'm gonna cosplay that. And then I'll immediately start looking for references like in the same night and I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. Like what I, um, my process is normally breaking it down into parts in my head or even writing it down. Like Like you see the whole outfit and I'll be like, okay, there's arm sleeves. There's a corset underneath. There's a tank top. There's a skirt. There, there are this many panels on the skirt. The boots look like this. So I'll immediately start sourcing materials um, that I need based on the breakdown that I did. And then, and then I'll get the wig, or sometimes I'll message a tailor if it's something that I can't do myself. And and yeah, and then and then and then it just kind of snowballs into into me making it until it's and and when it's finally done i'll put it all on Uh, throughout the process i'm putting it on and taking it off again and again to see how far i'm going and by the time it's all on i'll schedule the shoot or and the photographer that i want to work with um really depends on what style of photos i want so that's another thing to consider. And then even the location, whether it's going to be a studio, whether it's going to be a location shoot, that's something that I'll plan as, as I'm making the cosplay. Then I'll do the wig. And then on the day itself, that's when I'll do the makeup. And it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's, a,
0: it's a roller coaster, I'd say yeah so it seems like there's a lot of like you know impulse associated with it but also it's very systematic it seems it's kind of like i like to use this word a lot but it's kind of like a controlled chaos of sorts
1: yeah like this room is where i do all my all my cosplay it's like my workshop pretty much Mm -hmm. um and this it, it becomes like a tornado hit it whenever i'm working on a cosplay for like weeks Like the the floor has like fabric and rubber everywhere and then all my tools are out and it's, uh, there's paint and everything. So it, it, it's not fun for my family members.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you ever, you know, like, were you ever at a point where you're just like, you know, like, let me just like have pre-made cosplays or were you, were you always, you know, involved in sewing, designing, just like that whole fashion process?
1: I'm actually the opposite. I started with pre-made because oh. I didn't know how to do anything. So I didn't know how to like I would I would buy the wigs and like like curl them or whatever. and I would I, i've I've had a lot of my costumes made. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to like make any false pretenses. I have a lot of my costumes made because I'm not a strong sewer but I'm learning I actually only started sewing like a year ago so so a lot of the stuff a lot of the new stuff I'm making I've made myself but most of my old stuff have been commissioned and I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all that's why I want to say it because like I I want people to know that like buying your cosplay or having it commissioned or anything like that is totally fine and still valid cosplay.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people just feel intimidated by, you know, all these different standards and, like, these different, like, what's the right way to do it? And they just never end up getting started, even though it's super, super fun. But, yeah, speaking of that, I was curious, like, do you think that there are certain standards that the cosplay community holds participants to? Like, especially as a woman, honestly, like, do you feel like you have to reach a certain level of accuracy, be this, be that, in order to be more popular, um do they add do you feel like women in cosplay especially they have to be more sensual more serious you know kind of do this do that do you feel like there's always that thing that you're chasing in order to make sure that you know you're a professional cosplayer like how do you reach that point that's a tricky one
1: um as much as I don't want to condone nor admit that these standards exist they honestly do and they're not through anyone's fault and I don't think it's wrong to conform to these standards if you want to I've seen many women who break the mold and still end up really successful and it's great but I have to admit that like that like as toxic as it is the general consensus is that like people who look a certain way, who have certain body types, who, who, um, have, like, generally socially acceptable and attractive faces are the ones that kind of, it's kind of easier Mm -hmm. to get further, which is really unfair because, um, like, that's not what cosplay is about at all and but there are so many women who break the mold there's so many amazing like plus-size cosplayers who 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 are really successful and i think that despite the standard existing people really shouldn't be afraid to be the one to challenge it so yeah like like especially for women i have to admit it's easier to be a cosplayer when you're a woman And that's a little spicy hot take, but it's true. Like I have friends who are guy cosplayers who are amazing and and super successful and everything like that. But I think they definitely had to work a lot harder than women have to because it's such a male dominated, um, not industry, like cosplaying itself is not male dominated, but the the fandoms, the the cultures, the consumers, yeah. The audience, it's such a Mm. male dominated audience that when you're a woman, it actually you kind of have an
0: advantage. Yeah. I guess it's like market value.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, like for lack of a
0: better term.
1: A lot of men are like, oh a geek girl.
0: She likes the anime I like. She's my wife <laughs> Oh then, my gosh. Then... Yeah, say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I know there's like so many things swirling around about that, but I'm glad that you're like being you you're doing you. And I know sometimes yeah. it takes time. To be able to fully embrace that and be okay with it. But yeah. There's also something I do want to add uh, that I
1: really actually want to talk about because it's very (laughs) important to me is that based on like speaking about standards, I'm gonna say it's so much easier when you are white or East Asian looking. Like when you're like kind of in the middle, like not landing on either one of those, like yeah, I'm Asian, but I'm brown. Mm -hmm. Like. Like, I'm, I feel like it's so much harder for black and brown cosplayers to, to kind of like, like, there's so much criticism. There's so much like, like people suddenly set the standards so high for you just because you're not white or East Asian looking. And it's, it's, it's something that I feel like I have personally struggled with in this cosplay career. And it's something that people should be aware about that there are some rules and some standards that are just unfair but if you can be brave enough to be the one like I said to break the mold it's totally
0: worth it yeah, yeah that's sorry I'm just like processing the answer because it's I'm glad that you like went out and just tackled every single one that like yeah. kept adding I think there's a really con you know important conversation to have and how do you measure success in something that's so convoluted and especially something so subjective because, you know, visual arts are so, it's not measured by numbers necessarily unless you want it to be like followers, but how do you personally measure your success as a cosplayer? And, oh, can I add something to that? Yeah, how do you yeah. measure success and how is that different from fulfillment, like personal fulfillment? Okay. I'm glad you added that because I... Hmm.
1: Fulfillment and success are very different things. I feel like fulfillment definitely, almost obviously comes from yourself. Like I, like, I don't have a lot of followers. I don't have as many as like other people do, but I don't measure success by fame. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people do. And I think maybe that's okay. I don't want to judge people who do. Um, but Personally, to me, success is, and I have no idea if this is like the right, morally correct answer at all. I want to say this, but I think I am successful when, actually, no, I'll change my answer. I will not say the morally incorrect one. I will say that I think success the most is when People recognize you as the character, if that makes sense. Like when when a little kid, like you, you host a birthday party in cosplay, and a little kid sees you as that character and thinks you're really them, or when a huge super fan of the character gets all hyped about seeing you, or even the creators or the writers or the people involved in the creation of this character acknowledge your work, I think that is the, the, the pinnacle of success in cosplay. I feel like that's not very morally correct because that's, that's basing your success off what other people think. But I truly like personally, that's the moment where I feel most successful when I get to bring this character to life for somebody else
0: it's like touching one person at a time exactly
1: exactly and then fulfillment I feel like fulfillment just comes from finishing the dang thing (laughs) (laughs) like like getting just to look at yourself in the mirror when everything is on and everything is finished and you you see yourself as the character like that's like the moment of fulfillment Mm -hmm. and then you get the photos back and then it's like you feel that all over again
0: it's, like, when you stare at yourself in, like, your photos for, like, a yeah. long, long time, you're, like, wow. Yeah,
1: sometimes, sometimes, and I'm not even joking, sometimes I'm, like, is it super narcissistic if I make this my wallpaper? Because, <laughs> damn,
0: I'm popping off in this Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but wait. then I don't do that, so
1: I'll just, like, I'll tell my boyfriend, I'll be, like, hey, can you make that your wallpaper?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, wait, let me set my profile picture on all socials to this first. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. That'll and then really the next cool round comes
0: and you do it all over again exactly yeah. that's like i'm you're so like sure of yourself when it comes to your cosplay and i guess it comes with experience <laughs> just like no i'm not that too
1: honestly i'm not i get lots of moments where i i take breaks i think mm-hmm. i think i take a lot of breaks when it comes to cosplay because i i'm a human being and <laughs> Sometimes I get moments where I, I don't feel confident about myself. I, I don't feel attractive. I don't feel like creative. I don't feel like, like cosplaying. And, and I think it's fair to take a break. I tweeted about like a cosplay funk I was in a few years ago. And I was very touched and honored cool. that Vampy, Vampy bit me, who is another, who is a really, really, really popular cosplayer. She's huge in the, in, in, in the West she replied to my tweet and she was the one that told me that like it's okay to take a break mm-hmm. and and that really made me feel a lot better so now I don't even feel guilty about taking breaks
0: yeah like speaking of being overwhelmed and just like taking your breaks like how do you balance your cosplay career with your other engagements in life in general
1: well I am lucky that I am in a field, I work in esports, I work for One Esports, and I'm in a field that's very, like, first and foremost, accepting of, uh, of, like, this culture, of this hobby, no, not hobby, this, like, side hustle, like, they're very accepting of side hustles, and so they're totally fine with me, like, like, also working on that on the side, And uh, so that helps a lot. And I also, honestly, I'm going to say like, I don't, I'm not happy it happened or anything, but the pandemic and having a work from home setup really helped a lot because Mm -hmm. it gave me a lot more time to also work on my cosplays and work at the same time because I'm not like losing a lot of hours to traffic, to Mm -hmm. head to work, other, no more socials. So I kind of spend my weekends working on cosplays. And another pretty important thing that got me was I sort of last year let go of playing the social media numbers game because I couldn't anymore. Like I, my job was picking up. I couldn't be posting every day. I couldn't, I couldn't be planning a shoot like every single week or something like that. So I had to make like a conscious decision That I wasn't going to play the social media numbers game anymore and it's honestly made it so much easier to balance the two things because I'm not worried about reach or engagement or likes or followers I can just do what I love and do my work at the same time
0: yeah that's awesome like I'm honestly not too well versed in graphic design and I know you're a graphic designer and it is something that I'm interested in learning as part of you know like leading this project but yeah like how did you in the first place like build up the skill set and connect with this current company because it seems like such such a great match
1: um I have always worked in the esports industry I'm I graduated three years ago three four years ago (laughs) I can't do math because I'm an artist but I graduated four years ago, and my course was multimedia arts in um, an art university. So I kind of had that foundation already. And then my very first job was actually in a local esports events company. And it was kind of serendipitous that I ended up in esports. It, it wasn't my main goal. It kind of just happened. And I loved the job and it it sort of opened the door for me for esports and it made me realize that this is the industry that I want to be in. So when my friend told me that one esports was looking for um a graphic designer, I was like, I'm in. That's what I am. Esports graphic designer, that's what I want to be. So, you know, it took a lot of a lot of growth and experience to be able to reach this point, but I'm happy that it fits
0: so well. Yeah. Like, it's all about timing, I guess. Yeah, it's I know about about how cliche timing. that is. It's true. It's about timing, and sometimes like the universe just kind of falls into place. Yeah. Right? And I guess if you could go back in time to when you first started cosplaying, and just like doing all of these like wonderful like accomplishing all of your goals, like would you have changed anything about your journey?
1: You know, not at all. I I'm 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 a huge I'm like a super cliche and whatever, but I really don't regret things i tend to never regret things and i absolutely loved the way my cosplay career has been i often get like the feeling that it's a lot slower than other people's like i know a lot of people who like got like super big and got like huge brands and whatever and they've only been cosplaying for like three years and i've been at this for like eight years now and uh i i try not to regret at all, everything that's happened, because the pace at which I went was perfect for me, and for being able to balance the other priorities that I had, and like in the past eight years, I have just done so many amazing things, I've had so many amazing experiences, met wonderful people, and lifelong friends, so I would not change a single thing at all for one time I the first time I did body paint it was really bad I probably would have done that better but that
0: was a learning experience yeah yeah in terms of learning experience um I know I did tell a lot of audience members and just like our clubs that this would be a great way to like pick up some skills from somebody who knows the ins and outs of cosplay so if you could make kind of like a little step-by-step guide for people who are just getting into it but just need that little that little encouragement that little push what would what would you tell them like you know how how would they get started because I know accessibility is a big thing and just like skill like physical skill makeup is also like a really challenging aspect believe it or not
1: um I made a joke um on my on my cosplay post last night uh I posted a few hours ago and it was like my first cosplay actually didn't wasn't that bad like it could have been a lot worse but it wasn't that bad because I aimed low <laughs> and I was like the lesson is to aim low just kidding but I think that when it comes to choosing who to cosplay or what to cosplay you really do have to take into consideration the resources that you have <laughs> be it materials and be it skills So don't, like, like, for your first cosplay, you don't need to go, like, all out full armor, like, 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 body paint and whatnot. If you are willing to put in the time to learn or the resources to pay someone else to do it, then you can do the cosplay you want to do, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, I think, like, the first step would be, one, decide on the character that you want to cosplay. Make sure it is within your skill level and resources. Like if you want to buy a cosplay from like, I buy from the costumes a lot, they have pretty good cosplays, Um, then go ahead. Like if that makes it easier for you, if that's within your resources, then by all means, go ahead. If you want to make the cosplay yourself, but you don't know how, then start learning. Like put in the time if you don't want to put in the money. and then next is, you know, break it down into parts. That's, that's what I always do. Break the cosplay down into parts and try to figure out everything that you need and then gather those materials with the resources that you have. And then three, just go and do it. Like, like I think the scariest part about cosplay is just doing it. Like I get so many people like, like all throughout, like all these years, come to me and be like, I've always wanted to try to cosplay, but you know, I'm scared. Um, I've never, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to do it. And I'm just like, just do it. Like rip the bandaid off, take a leap of faith, throw yourself head first into the abyss and and snowball into it. I think that's the, that's the easiest way that you're going to be able to start cosplaying. If you don't know how, research. Like that's the, that's the simplest thing if you like put in the time put in the effort put in the resources to do this thing that you want and don't let your dreams be dreams
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's uh, honestly couldn't have said it better yeah i do a lot of like closet cosplays personally i do a lot of fun i'm more of like a fashion girl so i do a lot of references in my outfits like i have some cosplays but i'll pick like pieces and wear it with my like regular outfit but yeah i I think just like i really love how like individualistic you are about it and like really emphasizing that you don't you don't need to kind of go out there and like try to compare yourself to like what you see online I feel like online can be very damaging I feel like
1: that's the that's the it was a recent epiphany that I had honestly like a recent it's hard I'm not gonna lie it's hard not to compare yourself to other people it's hard to not look at the number of likes and followers like it's really damn hard But then you're, it's so worth it when you can just let go of all that and do this, this, this thing, this weird little hobby, because it makes you happy. Like, and that should always be your number one priority when cosplaying. Do what makes you happy. Look good because it makes you look, it makes you happy, you know?
0: Yeah, and I guess it's time for our last question of the night, I know, like, I feel like I could, like, talk to you about this, like, a lot, like, I had so many things listed, but I do want to make time for some audience questions to, you know, provide that interaction, because it's, like, (laughs) once in a lifetime for a lot of us, but, you know, how, you talked a lot about happiness, and can, like, staying true to yourself, but how, how do you nurture that, regardless of whether that's through the lens of cosplay, or, like, your, your graphic design, like, how do you just make sure what keeps you going and at what point in your life did you did it kind of click and you're like oh I made it like I'm at where I want to be
1: hmm. I think um the first time I got hired excuse me I got hired by a company to cosplay and I think that was a big moment for me because it was like I am getting recognized like like I like and I had been doing it for a couple of years already and I'm not saying that working with companies is the goal or should be the goal but just personally um when I first got hired by a, a company I was it felt very validating I think that's the word um it was suddenly like I'm being recognized by these people and they actually want to throw money at me to do this crazy hobby so that was kind of when I felt like I made it but also I think I felt more like I made it that day that I decided not to play the numbers game like that's when I really decided that this isn't about the money or the gigs or or the followers or the likes or the fame like cosplay I think like to be successful at it really it just comes from you if you are happy how you look if you are if you are satisfied with the way your costume looks which is rare I'm gonna say <laughs> very rare to be satisfied you're always gonna want to keep working on a cosplay but when you're actually you reach that point of satisfaction I think that's the true moment of of success where you think that you made it and yeah I'm very I'm very individualistic about it because I feel like especially in this day and age, a lot of people are so concerned with with like the social media aspect of cosplay. And I mean, we're in a pandemic, conventions are kind of rare and social media is kind of the only tool we have to share our cosplays. But I say, treat social media more like a photo album than a billboard. Like I, I keep my social media pages updated because I want to be able to have all my cosplays in one place, to be able to look at them. I'm not really doing it for the likes or whatever, or like to, to be seen. It's kind of just a bonus that I get seen by people, that people compliment me, that they're likes. So if you try to reframe that, it makes it a lot more fun and a lot more fulfilling
0: to cosplay, honestly. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. Thank you for your vulnerability. Cause I know some of these, you, like you said, are hot takes or yeah. things that aren't really talked about within all the glamor and the, the glitz and everything. But I did want to make time, like I said, for some audience questions. So if there's something that Fox didn't cover just yet, but you're really passionate about, or you just want to learn more about her while she's here, um, yeah, you can put it in somebody asks, "Have you met any other cosplayers?"
1: I mean, I've met a lot of local cosplayers like um I the community here in the Philippines is very small that everyone kind of knows everyone. Mm-hmm. So, I I've worked with a lot of cosplayers. I've I've met them through gigs, I've met them at conventions. So, that's pretty cool. If you're talking like international like the really big name cosplayers. Um I met Vampy in in Comic Con Asia. Also, I also met Hoku Props if anyone knows them and I also met Nana Kuronoma and Angie Knight at the convention. And um Ithilin, I met her at an online convention just last year. So that's pretty cool getting to meet these like huge western cosplayers was lots of fun and was there any specific cosplay that made me feel like this is my life calling realization and that this is my passion how do you feel about that cosplay today um that's hard I feel like you know I feel like every cosplay I do kind of feels like this is my life calling and this is my passion like like it, it, every single cosplay I do comes from a very special place in my heart, and every single time, every from my first cosplay to my last cosplay, it's always feels like this is my life calling. And the next question: As someone who frequently goes to cons, it seems very scary approaching professional cosplayers. How do you feel about fan interaction, taking pictures with fans? Oh. So the thing about the cosplay community here in the Philippines, again, it's very small, so everyone knows everyone. So like professional cosplayers and like the big cosplayers, you don't really see them as like, as like, whoa, I'm starstruck or anything like that. You kind of just get to know them as people. And personally, I love like meeting people at conventions. I've been told, I've literally been told this, and it's not just me honking my own horn that that I, I'm a lot friendlier than I look. So I've been told that like, I'm actually very friendly at conventions because I super love meeting people at conventions. I'm a huge extrovert. Um, meeting people at conventions is one of my favorite things to do. So I'd say, you know, don't be scared to ask for a photo. Don't be scared to rock up for a conversation or to ask questions to any cosplayer that's there. Because believe me, like they wouldn't be cosplaying if they didn't want people to notice them. So, random question, do I know any other languages? I am bilingual, sort of. I can also speak Filipino, and I, I could say Filipino words if you want, but I'm going to say that I'm not very good at Filipino. I'm fluent, but I still get made fun of for my accent. It, they say I have a very Konyo accent, which means it's very Americanized, and My mother speaks Spanish, like, she used to even get mad at us in Spanish, and uh, Spanish was her first language, but sadly, she did not pass that down to us, so I know a few Spanish words here and there, but I'm not fluent at all. Oh,
0: yeah, let me follow up on that. Yes. Uh, Do you just speak, like, main Filipino, like, Tagalog, or do you know any local dialects as
1: well? Uh, Only Filipino, only Tagalog. I don't, I don't know any other local dialects. I know like swear words in other (laughs) (laughs) dialects but I
0: guess that's it
1: but yeah at home we speak English I'm sorry to disappoint anyone that probably wonders and with my friends we speak English but generally in the outside world like when you're interacting with the day-to-day people we speak in Filipino
0: and I don't know if it's is just maybe like my perception of like visiting for like short periods but I feel like there's like a lot of Taglish you know it's there's a lot yeah. of like Western influence, so there's a lot of yeah, like Western old Tagalog. Because I'm actually in a Filipino class right now for language, but it's like you know, like old register versus like currently what's used is like so different.
1: Yeah, like I have cousins who live in LA, live in the Valley, and they have a Filipino club as well. And I stayed there for Christmas, and they were like Maligayang Pascoa, everyone, and I'm like, you know, no one even really says Maligayang Pascoa, yeah. like like. Everyone just says Merry Christmas, like no matter what. And like she would call, she would um call her sister adding. And I was oh. like, I don't even know what that means. What is that? And she's like, it means little sibling. And I was like, well, I've never heard that. And I live here, so we speak like a lot of. It's very Taglish here, but yeah. But yeah, cool. It really sucks that my mom didn't, like, teach me Spanish from the comment section. They just said that their dad knew Spanish and didn't teach it to them. It really sucks. I could have been, like, trilingual. <laughs> but then my mom, my my dad was like, I don't want to be left out of the conversations. <laughs> so my mom didn't teach us Spanish growing up. So annoying. Okay, questions. Are there any cosplays that I've seen that has changed my view on the art form? Oh! Yes. I think like, so like, this is something that I actually like delved into only pretty recently because it's only recently that I got comfortable with it, but I used to sort of judge, it was wrong, but I used to judge like people that did mostly sexy cosplays. Like I used to kind of look down on that. And then I realized that that was so stupid to look down on them because like, I kind of, like, it was through Jessica Negri that I realized that, like, it's a very creative, different take on cosplaying that I should appreciate. Like, it's not any less of cosplaying just because you're wearing less clothing. I feel like it's, it's, it's fun, and it's exciting, and it's, it, it changed my view on the art form in the sense that I feel like cosplaying can really be anything as long as you're like in a cost like you're costuming a character whether or not it's the whole costume it's still you still put in a lot of effort to do that and Jessica Negri really like the way that she the way that she puts in like so much work into like her her very sexy cosplay it's like um, I really, really appreciate that. Like, it's so, it has so much artistry. I think when you do it artfully and you do it well, like, that's, that's still art. And is Spanish big in the Philippines? No, it is not. We were colonized by Spain for 300 years, but we were very othered and separated from the Spanish. So they didn't teach Spanish in the schools. But I did go to a Spanish school, but Spanish class was really bad. So I didn't learn Spanish from school. Like, I, I didn't learn anything. I can do basic conjugation, and that's it. And uh, More. Everybody's rising is, from the dead. <laughs> I know. Now all the cosplays are just, like, all, oh no, all the questions I are just I coming not. in. Stay, stay. It's like a speed run. How do I feel about group cosplays? Personally, do you prefer cosplaying with other models or solo cosplays? I am a huge extrovert. I love group cosplays. I think group cosplays are like my favorite thing to do. I love getting to do a cosplay with my friends. And when we're all like working on it at the same time and we're all like collaborating and we get to have a shoot together, it's so much more fun than having a photo shoot alone. Like I always try to plan my photo shoots with a friend. Like even if they're cosplaying something else, I always try to try to make sure I'm not alone in a photo shoot. It makes me feel, one, more comfortable. And two, it's just so much more fun to be in a group. That's honestly the thing I missed most about conventions was like rocking up in a group cosplay was like the most epic feeling. You feel like the Avengers. <laughs> Sometimes you are the Avengers. And it's, it's crazy. Like, like that's it's one of my favorite things. One of the things that probably kept me cosplaying all these years is group cosplays. So yeah, are those all the questions? (laughs) Bring it in, bring it in, guys. Maybe
0: they're still typing.
1: (laughs) I know. Yeah. But I'm glad, I'm glad for all these questions. Oh, there we go. There's another one. All right. What is it like entering the professional cosplay industry? Is it accessible to most people or is it something that only the most popular get to do? I'm not the most popular cosplayer. I I don't have that many followers. Like I think I have just like a normal amount of followers and it's really not about the followers. Like like you get you get tapped like to be to be completely transparent and honest, it's easier to get seen and for these companies to see you, the more reach you have. But honestly, they it's not about the reach; it's about how good your cosplay is and how accurate it is. Mostly, like I, uh, the companies I've gotten to work for are like um, HBO and and uh, Netflix and and what else. A lot of, like, local companies and stuff, and, and Blizzard C And it's really the quality of the cosplay that they looked at and not my number of followers. So it's, it's accessible if you work hard and if you gain a lot of experience in it. And it doesn't help to be at the right place at the right time. Like no, the, the dark side of being a cosplayer on social media is, again, what I've said, the numbers game it's really, really hard not to get trapped and obsessed and hyper-focused and over-fixated on the numbers of the likes of the follows. And that's the scary part, but it's a constant, it's a constant conscious effort to look away from them and, and not give them any power. Like, that's the scary part that I hope a lot of young people, especially who are getting into cosplay the first time, know that cosplay is so much more than those numbers and that it can be so much more but you have to be the one to make it more than that for sure last question (laughs) what aspect of cosplay are you most grateful for your happiness i think um cosplaying really helps me personally in accepting my body and how I look. I struggle with that a lot. I struggle with body image issues and I struggle with um, like being healthy and accepting that. But cosplay helps me in the sense that like, it makes me care more about how I look, but in a healthy way. Like the reason why I started exercising recently was because I wanted to look good in cosplay. Like, like, I wanted, like, I feel like I better myself because of cosplay. So I'm most grateful for that. That like, it helps me be more confident in myself. It helps me be more, be happier with how I look. Like, it, it gave me a lot of, gave me a huge self-confidence boost. Like, it was a journey, but, like, and I'm still, it's still a journey that I'm still working on. But, like, honestly, that's what makes me happiest. Like, when when it coincides with my real life and sort of improves it okay another last one yeah 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 have you watched the new pokemon trailer and if so where do you think it's taking place at oh so i have not watched the new pokemon trailer but i have seen like a billion theories and it's definitely spanish based and as a filipino we find that hilarious because we're like oh guess we're heading to colonizer land and and like like we 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 have a lot of fun and i'm still gonna play it like just because it was made by even it's colonizer themed i'm still gonna play it
0: Colonizer but, themed, yeah just- yeah that's
1: like the running joke like we're like are you gonna play colonizer pokemon yeah yeah i am <laughs> we can make that joke i'm just saying <laughs> But yeah i'm I'm a huge pokemon fan um thank you i guess that's it Nicole. yeah i think that's all that's all we have thank you for all the wonderful questions they were were so much fun to answer and thank you for having me i really appreciated this
0: yeah i'm glad you guys all enjoyed (laughs) thank you for coming and to those of you in the future who are seeing this on our different platforms thank you for watching and a reminder to our live audience the full edited podcast episode with all the cool effects will be released on march 25th on our youtube channel the link is in the chat so you should subscribe and the zine component so part of our double feature release will be out on march 26th on issue.com slash ygkl and stay up to date with all things Gecko and You Gecko on our Instagram, at CalGecko, where you can also find our Discord server if you're a Berkeley student or, you know, you want to keep up with our latest member activities and announcements. And don't forget to show Fox some love on her accounts. Once again, that's at FoxRots underscore on Instagram and at FoxRots on Twitter. And I think it's also at FoxRots on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Shaking. Yep. So that's all we got for today. And... Thank you. Subscribe and hit the bell. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hit the bell. So every end of the month you get notified when our podcasts drop. Yeah. I hope everybody has a good night and Fox, I'm really grateful for you coming out tonight and really speaking to us and being so unapologetic. And I think we all learned something valuable in our own ways.
1: Thank you thank you so much for having me and i super enjoyed your questions um i i loved being open about
0: the, <laughs> the great side <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I was I super i had fun like telling you both the good and the bad of cosplay mm-hmm. and i hope that like it encourages people to start cosplaying because I, like more than anything it's really an amazing amazing hobby mm-hmm. i i really recommend it then.